Hello and welcome to this episode of the Self Development with Tactics podcast. And as you cannot see in the background, <laughs> we are going to discuss uh, Tony's program. It is actually not a book; it is a program of program of him about how to influence people and how to change people's mind and all these great kind of stuff. And I, as I was going through it a little bit before. I just seen that we are heading to a really, really great chapter right now, which is, I think, just one of the things that I really want to to know. But before I'm going to start, I will just kind of introduce myself. So I'm Christopher Wolk. I'm an 18-year-old graphic design student from Austria, and I'm very fucking pumped to go through this with you right now. Um, I do may sound a little bit nasal, because, yeah... A little bit, uh, yeah, not that working great with my nose right now. Um, you know why? You really know? You really want to know why? Because I do not sleep. And if you do not sleep, you do not get enough rest, especially when you do just a lot of sports, as I'm quite doing. And if you just really uh, have a lot of stress, as I'm having, then it's not good. And so you should definitely sleep. This is my my real advice so for you just please sleep and i do have to see that oh my god i have so just you know every single fucking program i do kind of have is open right now i do not know why but i do just have to close it so that he is not really loud because this shouldn't be the case because the recording would then be just really really no no, 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 no. Really kinda fucked. So, let's close everything down. And tomorrow, just to spoil you a little bit, tomorrow will come a really grand hand of post. So, they're just really great, and I'm just really looking forward to how they perform. And I do really kinda, yeah, kinda, uh, force myself to just think about different kinds of posts every single time. So I do think that just uh, Instagram lives from just really a great of variety of of uh, posts and pictures and kinds of posts. So tomorrow there will be something that maybe a lot of people might be confused about, but it is quite funny, I think, and um, or it could be quite funny and or a little bit irritating. And this is also funny. So... I'm pretty much looking forward to it, definitely. But uh, before I lose so much fucking time, I will just start with meta programs, which seem to be how your brain processes information. And I do think this is so fucking important because I guess if you just change this fact, uh, so how you just uh, really process every information on all the things you see or hear or taste, or smell, or whatever, this will just really create an, a lot, uh, yeah, opportunities, first of all, and second of all, a lot of change. So, he, oh my god, he gives a really long example, and this is why I've just stopped here, because this was a really one part of it, a really long part of it. So, meta programs, and I do think, let's actually close you down, Uh, or do it like this. Sorry for uh, yeah, being so so slow. But yeah, so everything is good. An example: getting to know Jim. Jim believes a long time is a very short time for most people. He is married. He has thirteen Burger Kings. Okay, what is life? about. He believes life is a journey. What kind of journey? A path A to B. So you know what the path is? Yes. What if the path doesn't turn out the way you thought? You take a detour. What's the reward? Uncertainty? Verity? What's relationship about? Partnership? No fun? Be yourself or by yourself. What does your partner do? Push you at the right times? Support love you even if you're 
if you are off the path. So I do just hope that you got um, what Jim was saying and what I was just saying. Um, I think I do have to, to read it again. So, um, no, I, I don't. So Jim wants to know the system just cut to the chase or case. Show me what works right. Jim, amen. Jim's style works really well in an environment where you can lead in an authority position where people see him as a superior than they are. Like in the military, Jim confirms he's fired them easily. So uh, he would fire them easily. He values certainty, one of the top two, and significance. How much does this value? How much does this man value love? A lot because he brightens up when speaking up about his wife, and he mentions support and love uh, you when you're when you're off path. Tony says Jim is a love bug, but learned that you can't be a love bug and really have certainty. If you open too much, you risk. Uh, so Jim went for another strategy going for certainty and significance. Because if I am certain and significant, I'll have enough within me and feel good about me that I can love and along the way he found a partner to share it all with. He has a motive for love and verity. In fact, he believes that if he is certain and significant, he can enjoy the ride. He has got his four major needs met, so he goes to the next two. And I think it's just some kind of based as... Um, as this pyramid of needs I have once shown. So it's just uh, like you just really need the fundamental of the pyramid to just, you know, go every step up. So until you are just at the very upper end, which is, I think, self, uh, yeah, self-fulfillment or something like this. And I do have to plug in everything because I'm running out of energy. I'm running out of fucking energy. But yeah. Uh, Tony is listening for his driving force and his map. The way he's gonna meet those needs, all six, but especially certainty and significance. He is listening to global beliefs, what life is about, what's a long time, what are relationships about. Tony guesses that part of his identity is being an achiever and a leader. He's a successful man and that's part of his identity. That's gonna help Tony understand what influences him and Tony has to communicate to him the way he would listen. For Tony, it's easy because there is a part of him... I just remembered myself or reminded myself on turning the do not disturb mode on so that there will not be any music in the background. And you know, the funny thing about, uh, about this thing is that um, this video actually got claimed for copyright uh, reasons. Uh, so I won't be able to monetize it someday after, but um, yeah, so I don't care at all. You know, it's, it's a great episode still, uh, yeah. Um, and Tony has to communicate to him the way he would listen. For Tony, it's easy because there's a part of him like Jim. You influence Jim by entering into Jim's world. Definitely. Emotions. Where do you live? Tony Robbins says you should find what emotions are the most often feeling. So Tony Robbins says you should find what emotions are they most often feeling. They are... So I think he just means that... Um, you should find out what these persons are feeling the most times. So um, if they are angry the most of the time, or if they are happy most of the time, or if they are, uh, I don't know, sad most of the time. So uh, I do think that emotions, even though in our society we just tend to be like a little bit ignoring them, you shouldn't because you emotions, your emotions really show you some things that you can't actually see or might not be seeing at the moment or just ignoring at the moment. And through your emotions, you really, you know, just get brought into the present and just really think about what it is now like and what you should be changing right now because your emotions won't just appear in the future or were there in the past because you've done something in the present. They are there because there was something recently. So, you know, really keeping an eye on your emotions and seeing what emotions other people have is actually another thing that I do think and believe in um, that it is pretty important, yeah. 
On average we have a half dozen emotions or less and we get to those states any way we can. It's the language they use, it's what they focus on, switch what they focus on towards what they want rather than what they don't want. And this is actually some kind of thing that Tony is always referring to, that you should actually be focusing on what you actually want and not what you do not want. Because if you do just really force yourself to focus on what you don't want, then you really just get what you don't want. Because, yeah, it's the same thing as if I say to you, and this is also an experiment Tony made uh, with a public audience or just in a studio, some kind of situation, um, he just asked the audience what or look for a brown color, look for something that's brown. And everyone was, you know, looking around, searching for some brown things, and then he said, now stop it, and now tell me if there was any red object in the room. And nobody, quite, nobody was just saying, yeah, there was a red stool, or he has a red t-shirt, or whatever. So you're really looking for, or you're really getting what you're looking for. If you look for brown, you will get brown. If you look for brown but you just want red, you will still get brown and do not have red. So so yeah, this was actually a pretty fucking interesting uh, experiment to, to really emphasize this point. Um, people go where they live. They find in the environment what triggers their emotions and then they blame their environment. Blaming your environment is the stupidest fucking shit you could ever do. Because, yeah, if you do just blame somebody else, you put somebody else in the position of being able to change everything, rather than yourself. Which means that if you put yourself in a position where you are responsible, and I yes, I do quite often talk about the same fucking thing, so if you do put yourself in a position where you are just really able, uh, or you are just, you know, responsible for everything, you do just... You know, bring yourself into a position where you are actually also able to change everything because you're only the only person who is responsible for everything. So, which means that if you just blame somebody else, you can't change anything about it. But if you do are responsible for everything, you can change something and you are the only one who can change something. An example of Tony's seminar when 9-11 happened. The woman who stopped, who stood up Screaming, we had to kill them all and went into a rage fr frenzy. We used the environment to meet our needs. She got certainty by getting really angry. She got connection. Everyone was paying attention. So I do want to read it again. Um, this is an example of Tony's seminar when 9-11 happened. Uh, the two wom the woman who stood up screaming, we had to kill them all and went into a rage frenzy. We used the environment to meet our needs. She got certainty by getting really angry. She got connection. Anyone was paying attention. So to give you a little bit context, and I do actually know the story because this was actually part of a podcast um, Tony was giving. So um, he had actually a seminar on actually on 9/11, or just I think it's it's really a day after 9/11 happened. So it was a real tragedy, and there were actually people in the audience who just you know lost uh the parents or just you know uh people related to them or friends of them and it was horrible and i just think about it as pretty horrible but um tony was like yeah he will do he will still do the seminar um but this woman was just kind of uh yeah for her it was like we can't do the seminar right now because there were people dying yesterday. We can't do it right now. Just just because, you know, there were no... I think she she hadn't lost anyone, but, um, you know, everything seemed so, so, so wrong for her. Um, yeah, and this is the story behind this one. And so he really just... Or sorry, she really just, um, yeah, got angry because Tony still wanted to do the seminar and... But yeah, but there was something I actually, and I'm pretty sorry for that, I do not remember which was the whole point of the story. But at the end, yeah, she got connection uh, because everyone was paying attention to her. Step two, get leverage. Leverage is a word that I just really uh, 
hear quite a lot of times, especially in podcasts of Gary Vee and all these people, um, but rather business-wise than just, uh, you know, self-development-wise or uh, emotion-wise or whatever. So Tony Robbins says that leverage happens when your brain and body becomes one and you go, this is it, no more. When you hit an emotional threshold. So when failing to change is more painful than all the other options, leverage must be immediate. Immediate pleasure for changing now and immediate pain for not changing now. People don't change because the habits fills the habits fill some of their needs. For example, smoking makes you feel comfortable, it changes your state, it creates verity, you connect with yourself and other smokers. But if your health becomes too critical or if someone you love deeply hates cigarettes, now you start getting a leverage. I do kind of not get it uh, by now, so I do just read it again. So uh, I give myself the opportunity to, to understand it once more. Uh, so Tony Robbins says that leverage happens when your brain and body becomes one and you go or go like this is it and no more. And so when you hit an emotional threshold, when failing to change is more painful, so when failing to change is more painful than all the other options, leverage must be immediate, immediate pleasure for changing now and immediate pain for not changing now. So I still don't get it. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Never mind. So how do you know what's the leverage? You try different things. And if you know what their two biggest needs are, then you know where to look for. Sometimes the trigger can be physical. Example of stopping smoking by giving pain every time someone lights a cigarette. Ah, you can easily get to change someone with that kind of leverage. But those people then take up eating or something else later on this later on later on this later on yeah totally true um which uh he was actually referring to um in the first kind of upper part of this article or of the summary that um if you just uh it kind of how should i say i do not remember it exactly this is the bad part about it but i do remember it a little bit so um if somebody has a habit of something negative like smoking, yeah, um, and if you do just um, attack their smoking and only the smoking and not really the psychology beneath smoking, so why he is actually smoking and so on, and if you only just, you know, quite change the smoking or just switch the smoking with something else, the same thing will happen. So if he, or, or um, as he was saying right now, people will then just start bench eating or they will just start watching, I don't know, binge watching Netflix or they will start drinking. And the thing is, if you then just really uh, go to the root of their problem, so it's most of the time uh, psychology, psych <laughs> psychological uh, reason for why they smoke or whatever. Um, and if you change that, you can actually just really prevent them from, yeah, from binge eating, smoking, drinking, and whatever. The global situation. When you find a global situation, you help someone get out of pain and into pleasure by finding something they value more than pain. People keep being in pain because in their belief system, the pain meets some of their needs. Changing will take away some of the needs. With pain, they are connected with themselves. Which is something I do quite not understand. Um, and therefore, I'm pretty happy to see that He's actually giving a pretty long example. I hope it's written a little bit better than the first one because the first one was quite like, yeah, really talking against talking, which is, uh, you know, being read not that not that simple to understand uh, in terms of the the sentences. So in, in Hawaii, a woman started splitting personality during a Tony Robbins event. Uh, what needs? What needs is she fulfilling? Uh, she was raped by her father and then brought into psych psychiatry, raped by her doctor, which is re really just fucked up the situation. Splitting personality was a way to get out of pain, certainty, and verity. You create movies and significance, first person ever with the issue and connection. People take care of me. 
Tony has to increase pain to that behavior and find something she values more so she has something to go after. Um, I do think about something. Uh, it was a video I've been watching about Tony Robin actually creating the pain for someone who is really into pizza. And I do have been referring to it uh, in the last episode as well. So the last episode we've been discussing this summary. And I do think it's just the same thing. So there was a guy who was... Yeah, pretty fat, sorry for saying that, but he was pretty fat, um, and he really liked pizza, you know, it was kind of his love, or it seemed to be his love, and uh, he was really into it, um, but this was also the problem, because he was fat, it was unhealthy, he was really fucking fat, so um, I think he just wanted to do something about it, and so what Tony did is, he just gave him a pizza, actually it was kind of like his favorite pizza, there were just some things um, you know, not on it, which he liked very, very much. Um, but the thing is, he gave him the pizza and this guy had to visualize the pizza being very gross. So really fucking very gross. So gross that he wouldn't eat it. And he created such a leverage, such a pain for eating this pizza because it was such gross in his visualization. It was so, so... He, he wouldn't eat it and he just you know made him really really making it gross by visualizing it very gross <laughs> and therefore he just I think created a lot of pain in this person so that he will never eat a pizza again but let's see and I do actually uh, this is a quite a, uh, quite a funny thing because this is actually another example uh, which is from a podcast of him so, uh, as I remember co correctly, so this this girl or this woman was raped by her father and then by uh, her doctor in psychiatry or whatever it is called, I don't know. Um, anyways, she uh, um, then really has been like really hating her husband, if I remember correctly, I do hope and I do, maybe I do just, I do just read it, yeah, to, to not lose uh, time again. Uh, and Tony goes, I know you believe all your personalities and that's very colorful, but I know you are Mary. You are an amazing woman and this adaptive behavior is impressive as you go through it and survived. And he actually compliments her. So, and then, and then hits her saying, uh, but you are here for a reason and that reason is pain. He said, he said, it's low and takes a pause. Now, Tony is steering the pain to get momentum towards the change. He keeps going, saying that she's creating so much uncertainty to the people around her that they pay attention, that they pay attention but don't actually love her. She goes, I'm Superman. And Tony, Rob Tony replies, no, you're not. Show me the S. Like, you know, the first time I was going through it, uh, audio wise so the podcast version of this i just always thought like yeah what does he mean with the s and then i, I quite you know thought about it like yeah uh, actual superman has an s on his uh, fucking chest so um this is the reason for why he said that <laughs> just to really explain so fucking unfunny things uh yeah um he has he has her admit her multiple personalities give her uncertainty to herself as well to the people around her. And it's a lot of work to keep all that up. She replies, she's one of the first MDP. And Tony goes, yeah. And how many there are and there are now? You're pretty much a dime dozen. Uh, but you know what? They all claim they can't change. And there hasn't been one who managed so far. Now changing would bring, would bring significance and love. Ah, I do get it. You know, by just saying, yeah, there was nobody else who actually did it. You just create the framework for this certain person that she actually wants to change. Because through this, she can then say, yeah, you know, then I would be significant. You know, yeah, this is my opportunity to really get the attention or whatever. And in terms of the love... Uh, he, a little bit up there, uh, was referring to, yeah, nobody actually loves you because, you know, you're just such a, you know, some sort of crazy personality. You just create attention, but not actual love. Uh, so, yeah. Do you like children? Yes. 
they have lots of imagination like you. You should write children books. Now, no, he is creating, it's actually now, now he is creating a path for her. I see. I see. I do see it. Example 3. A friend whose wife had cheated on him and his anger was unchecked that he couldn't even connect with his daughter. What made him swift or shift, sorry, shift was the realization that the love for his daughter was much more important and transcending than his anger, anger, anger and mind. He realized through questions. So why I'm so angry, why I'm doing this, why I'm doing that. And this is actually a pretty great advice because we all should ask ourselves more questions because through questions at my point of view, and I do quite think that I'm doing it subconsciously, so I'm always just questioning what I'm doing and just ask myself, yeah, why I'm doing this? Uh, if this is really bringing me to who I want to be and to where I want to be. And this is really great to just not really being crazy about it and just asking yourself all the fucking time, no, you shouldn't be doing this. But um, really just understanding yourself a little better, first of all. And second of all, just quite checking if you are on the really good road, if you are just really heading towards your actual goals. I'm sorry for my nose. And I might I might uh, sound a little bit different, yeah. Example 3, the CEO of a large organization had been with his right arm had been with his right arm for many years, but a few facts made him realize he needed to firm him to to fire him, sorry. But he was in pain as he valued loyalty very highly. When he realized that his real commitment to the organization to make the mission come through, he felt he was ready to make it happen. That was the point of leverage. The mission of the company was higher. Okay, yeah, you know, it's... Often it just seems to be very easy, but we all, though, just kind of don't see it. You know, therefore it's just really great to have, you know, another one just talking with you about, you know, maybe your company or what you're doing or just getting some opinions, even though... Especially Gary Vee, um, as I do think he is quite one of the only ones who really just lives by his own mind. So he knows it best and he just, yeah, but he listens. This is the part of it. He um, just doesn't ask for opinions. He listens to the audience and people. How do they react and and so on. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, the third example, a man... Or a man's, actually. A man's entire life was about contribution. He wanted to be significant and he made it through a business and making him lots of money. But don't make it just for himself. But but didn't make it just for himself. Make a difference to other people so they love you. Be significant, contribute, you'll get love. He was successful but lost all his money and his family's money in the stock market crash. Not only he can't give... But now he took from others. His life blueprint is the opposite of reality. Tony tries to take leverage but can't find it anywhere. He is just hell-bent in giving back to the family by killing himself and giving them back with his life insurance policy. That way he can give and be significant. At that point Tony takes it away takes it away it from him saying he filmed the all episode and he'll release it. Now he can't kill himself anymore. So that that way he can so so I do have to read it again, sorry. At that point Tony takes it away from him by saying he filmed the whole episode and he'll release it. And now he can't kill himself anymore. And this was actually also a part of this this podcast. Um I think you do kind can find it. Um, just go to to Tony Robbins podcast, and there you uh, search for an episode that's maybe from actually I think 2018 or 17. Actually, he's not posting that much episode, so it's quite easy to find. Uh, it was a pretty long one, so I think it was actually two hours. And and yeah, maybe you find something. I hope. Yeah. So the look on a man's face, he exploded. Now his suicide was not significant anymore if he took his life away.
Yeah, you. I quite understand how, and I do just have to turn on the light. I do kind kind of understand what Mutoni is doing all the time. He's just taking the significance away from from the people, and I do now understand why significance is such an important factor, and. Therefore, I do much more believe in what Dale Carnegie in his book How to Will How to Win Friends and Influence People was, what was telling me, uh, which is that we all want to feel important, and yeah, we all want to feel important. It seems to be pretty important for us to feel important, because yeah, it's just the same thing as being significant. We all just, in some way, want to feel significant or important, and everybody has its own way. Either by clothing, either by being suicidal, either by being... I don't know, there are just a lot of fucking options. The thing is, if you just take their significance or their importance away by what they're just right now doing and, you know, giving it to something else like, yeah, actually uh, making children's books or um, just not letting them kill themselves or themselves, you just create another framework for them so that they actually... Uh, yeah, feel just more significant by doing something else rather than what they initially wanted to do. I love these examples. Oh my god, I love this. I love this episode, you know. I really love this summary as well because I do think this is actually I haven't something I haven't known. It quite sounds a little bit arrogant, maybe, but um, I do quite think often it is like, yeah. This is only some kind of other version of what I already know in terms of actual motivating people. Uh, a lot of books or a lot of summaries just, you know, really talk about the same shit. And so therefore, this is really something new. And I'm very glad that I've, very, very glad um, that I've uh, found that one. So example four, a woman who was a raw food eater, which is, I think, nothing that you should be doing, especially raw meat. I do not know, maybe I'm just getting it a little bit wrong, maybe they're just only eating raw food that you can actually eat, but not, like, something poisonous. But Tony asks her how long she will live if she keeps going like she's going, and she says, no long. Since she said it herself, now Tony thinks he has got some leverage, but it wasn't enough. She, so he said, Lisa, when you die and your daughter will be the Paul Barra. What is a Paul Barra? Sorry, I do just have to. I have to look it up. 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 Barra? Ah. Ah. <laughs> uh, actually, not funny, but. Uh, didn't expect it to be like this so how do you think she'll feel knowing you could have changed but you didn't she paused and started crying now tony think she got her now tony thought he got her actually but she cries and tells him sobbing true but i can't change tony repeated his mantra there was always a way and brought it again do you think her new mom will be a meat eater now that snapped her. And this is really something... I, I do quite feel that often it is really something that could... Dis this is really destroying their their frameworks. Just really their thoughts. It's really just destroying them and... Yeah. Yeah, it may... You know, it really makes sense for me now. And this is great and I love this feeling right now. It's It's really great right now and do hope that you got as much out of this one as I'm just getting out of this. And I think especially reframing or framing is actually also a pretty important one. So Tony Robbins says that to change someone's behavior, you change people's state. If you leave them where they are, they stay stuck in a negative state and won't budge. Um, and you do that through psychology and focus. So focus. Focus is what they focus on and what it means for them. Ask questions whenever possible and tell stories so they get a bit in a trance. I'm just now thinking, I'm just thinking about how I could implement these strategies or these informations that I'm now getting into 
my posts and my relationships and me yeah actual me so focus what they focus on and what it means for them ask questions whenever possible and tell stories so they get a bit in trance if i tell you something you and we have great report maybe you'll listen but if i ask you what do you think this might mean in this context then i make you come up with your own resources and you can and you can't deny your own experiences yeah so have a frame that interrupts that pattern is also important you can ask a question which is a really bizarre example of tony speaking to a suicidal guy and he tells him is it because of the red shoes what because they are fucking red so uh if i tell you something and we have great report maybe you will listen but if i ask you what do you think this might mean in this context then i make you come up with your own resources and you can't deny your own experiences have a frame that interrupts interrupts their patterns is also important so yeah just had to do it a little bit a little bit more clear um i should especially or in general talk a little bit more clearly so that you actually can understand everything that i'm saying yeah an example tony spoke to a guy who complains her daughter is stubborn and too lively all the times and you could say yeah i like that kind of reminds me or kind of reminds of me someone do you know someone who's really stubborn and makes them successful i want to read it again sorry and you could say yeah i like that kind of reminds me of me kind of reminds of me kind of reminds me of someone so <laughs> i'm sorry uh, it kind of reminds me of someone do you know someone who is really stubborn and makes them successful he builds report makes a question and interrupts patterns follow-up question could be do you think there will be a, any place in the future it could be really useful for her to assert herself or he might choking he might be choking where he might be adding a choke. Do you think when a boy takes her to the backseat of, of her car and she doesn't want to be there, it will be useful? Instantaneous reframing. Uh, totally, totally great. It's actually amazingly simple, but amazingly effective as I, as I just go through it. Just some kind of... Uh, just really using it for myself or on myself, actually. And what I would say in these situations, and I would be just, yeah, totally right. Being stubborn in this situation is just great. It's just good. It would just prevent her from being raped or whatever. And this is good. So why am why I'm so? Why I'm so just stubborn myself, but thinking like, yeah, she's so stubborn and she can't live her life and this shouldn't be like it and blah, blah, blah. Even though, and this is just, you know, an additional thought to this, we are all individuals. And I do quite think that parents are so fucking responsible and they have so, they have such a fucking responsibility for their children. Not only in terms of, yeah, they won't get hurt or whatever, but they re to, to really make them to people um, that they selves, so the children themselves, are proud of so to really make someone or just how should i say to to yeah i just say make someone um without actually and this is something i think every fucking parent should do uh even though i do not have any clue about parenting don't get me wrong but i think you shouldn't really implement your own thoughts and your own especially your own um uh, your own values into your child so your child might be uh, an athlete and you are not and you just tell them yeah just study for something great like medicine because you should be a doctor but you know she actually or he actually wants to be an athlete because he's athletic because he was born athletic and or a girl because she was born like five foot ten and you know really coordinated and whatever this is just it you know just do not give them your values because they will have their own values the thing is up to their uh or up to them really being able to think about their own values 
you do just are really responsible for how their life will be. You just you just are responsible for you know what persons they get until they until they really can think for themselves. And also in terms of this, this really comes up to to their environment, to their parents, to their friends, to what they surround themselves with. Uh, also in terms of uh, personalities, not only in terms of really physical personalities, but also like virtual pos- personalities. Because I do think that I am not the person I am because I do surround myself every day for multiple hours, you know, just a lot with people who are successful, people who have built a business in their life, people who are just really self-aware, people who are great at my point of view. This is my value. I do think these are great people because they have achieved something. Maybe this is just my value. I don't know. Probably. But I think I wouldn't have been or I would now not be this kind of person if I haven't been looking for these people. I haven't been looking at these people. I haven't been watching these people. I haven't been really learning from these people and or adopting their way of thinking and so on. So in terms of this, I do just think that parents are so fucking responsible for for their children or how their children become what persons they become. Uh, yeah, I do think and I do hope I, I kind of explain what I really mean. I do think and hope, more hope than think. <laughs> I hope that um, you get what I actually mean. But pre-framing, Tony Robbins says to tell someone in advance what to pay attention to and what it means is the most powerful way to change someone. The pre-framing works like the placebo effect, which is extremely powerful, by the way. An example an example is, what I'm gonna do right now is the most powerful pattern ever. There wasn't one person who didn't heal, you will love this one. If you are with someone who's skeptical immediately, say... Did you know what they are thinking? You know what? I don't know if this really makes sense. It probably doesn't, but why don't we give it a try? Which will immediately build report. So, I'll read it again. If you are with someone who is skeptical, immediately say that you know what they are thinking. And this is now in, in quotation marks. You know what? I don't know if this is really or if this really makes sense. It probably doesn't, but why don't we give it a try, which will immediately build rapport. Totally, because you just, you know, are really connected with this person, because, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. An example would be, Tony went to to coach the Spurs. He was extremely badly pre-framed as they invited all the take-it-easy-ticket-takers and courage Sorry, Tony went to coach the Spurs. He was extremely badly pre-framed as they invited all the take-it-easy ticket takers and courage and courage with no white, white with most overachievers players, black. <laughs> It's so incredibly hard to read this one fucking paragraph. So he was extremely bad pre-framed as they invited all the take it easy ticket takers and courage and orage and orage white and with most overachievers players black. The Spurs had won nine matches in a row and there's Dennis Rodman in the team who walked in, sat down with his sunglasses and ripped the workbook in front of him. He is introduced by someone who doesn't know how to introduce whom forgets what Tony had told him and that destroys this his pre-frame even further. The white guys in the back are clapping and the whole team is actually not giving a shit. Now Tony needs to adjust the pre-frame. He says, you are probably wondering why I'm here. You just won nine games in a row, you haven't had a day off and it's your first day at home and now... You've got some white guy standing in front of in front of the room who's who's never played basketball for his entire life trying to show you how you can play better when you just won nine in a row. Now Rodman is looking up. He says those are good questions to ask. 
I wouldn't be happy if someone took my one day off pacing their reality if I have nothing to do with that, but I am here and I am responsible to deliver to de- de- deliver sorry deliver for you. You only gotta be here one hour. You're gonna be here for three. You have the choice to leave after one hour, but you won't. And I tell you why. Because I will deliver results to you that you never seen before in three hours. And I'll deliver so much in the first hour that you're gonna stay or you you wanna stay. And you will see that while I may not know how to play basketball, I worked with the finest people in the world in all these categories and went bam bam bam. I might not have all the answers, but there is another reason you gotta listen to me. You never made it past the first round of the playoffs. Now everybody looked. I am not suggesting I will get you beyond, because only you can do that, and I know there is only a few things keeping you from there. He created a frame that he doesn't believe he's got all the answers, but he has got the answers. That he doesn't deserve to be there, but he does. A frame that he is gonna deliver because he has done it. But before starting, I would like to make a prayer to guide us through. He knew the group is religious and always says a prayer before the game. He has done is he has done his research. He had heard they make crazy resounding prayers, but this one was super weak. So he makes a joke about it, saying it looks like it's it looks like they don't hope to achieve much achieve much there. So he does one more thing. He takes his jacket away, gives it to the captain and says, I don't deserve the words yet. If by the time we finish, I deliver so much value, then you give it back to me and I'll wear it with pride. I, if, I haven't, if I haven't, throw it on my face or having... Sorry. Uh, if I haven't, th- throw it on my face for having take for having taken your time but that won't happen let's begin he created a frame that he doesn't believe he's got all the answers but he's got the answer that he doesn't deserve to be there but he does a frame that he's going to deliver because he's done and this is actually the same fucking uh, f- uh paragraph i've just read before uh if he had just started talking it would have fallen terribly flat Uh, He gets Rodman on stage and said, I don't know about you, Rodman, but I saw you on the other day signing autographs and taking time for those kids. I know you want to be unique and have your own space, but I know you are a good guy. Now, they are principating, but not not at the level he's used to. He feels it's also because the people on the back are drowning them out. Tony thinks the players don't want to associate with them. So here he says, okay... You, your hour is up. I know you guys played with me and 10 when you usually don't. And I've gotten you value, but we, have, we haven't scratched the surface here to get the results you want. I need to tell you two things. Frankly, frankly, all the people on the back get out of here. Leave. Leave the boys and me need to have a talk. Then he says, listen, I appreciate the attention you have given me, but I am not like one of those people in the back. I ask you one question and and you not. That is not peak performance. I'm here but de- delivering for you and you gotta deliver back. You can leave now for 30 minutes, 15 minutes actually, sorry, 15 minutes or leave forever. If you come back here, I have one requirement. You play full out with me. If I ask you a question, you answer full out. If I tell you to jump, you say how high. And if you don't want to do it, I'm totally cool with it because I'm here to deliver your results. If you get back here, you if you get back here, you will. If you don't, you don't, and he storms out. Great one. Example two, today we're gonna talk about some great opportunities coming up in the company VS. Uh, I have some news about changes in the company that will affect many of you. Changes the tone hugely. My note, if you want to read more about the importance of preframing and persuasion, take a look at Pre-Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. Um, Cialdini is actually... I do... 
reframing and we want to go through reframe, def, uh, reframing very quickly even though we're just really 15 minutes in and I do have to work out today as well and do have to sleep as well uh, today a little bit more because as you can see I'm actually recording it fairly, uh, fairly, fairly early in the day because I do um, had two or actually four hours less, that's cool. This is great because I do now have the time to record for a little bit longer. Tony Robbins says that pre-framing happens when someone has a problem and you change what it means. What things mean is determined to what you compare and contrast them to. Example of John Belushi, I actually think he, he means reframing and not pre-framing. Example of John Belushi or whatever, he forgot how life was when he was struggling. You make sure you never forget your roots. The ultimate frame of reference for Tony was taking his kids to some of the worst places. Make sure you compare yourself to what empowers you and make sure what you reframe to the people you speak to align to align with their core values and beliefs. An example would be, if I value learning and you reframe something as having fun, it's not as powerful. It's better if done with questions and after you interrupted the pattern so they pay attention. If they are in a stuck state, it won't work. Um... Uh, la, la, la. Another example, your friend complains about the dates he has been going to are a failure and you say maybe God is protecting you from these men because he has someone special lined up for you. Yeah, okay. Uh, you let them see their situation in another context. Um, a problem in a situation is a benefit in another. Yeah. Uh, content reframing gives some input they didn't have or tell them something they believe is not true okay it's pretty hard to to understand reframing i do uh read the introduction instruction introduction introduction uh once more so tony robbins says that reframing happens when someone has a problem and you change what it means what what things mean is determined to what you compare and contrast them to. Okay. And with this being said, I'm so fucking pumped about this episode and I hope, and I actually know that you just get something out of it. And you probably and hopefully will use what you learn through my episodes. And I wish you a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day, day actually day, day, and nothing more than such a fucking lot of great greatness and nothing more than happiness i wish you are so fucking happy so fucking happy as no one else on this fucking earth so i love you i wish i see you the next time so actually tomorrow and i wish you health wealth health wealth success happiness that you're giving back and you have a great legacy i see you